to be here. Thanks for joining my show. My name's Gary Fowler. I am the CEO, president, and co-founder of GSD Get Shit Done Venture Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in Santa Clara, California. I'm a seven-time serial entrepreneur with two unicorns under my belt. I was on the original management team at Click Software, sold the Salesforce for $1.35 billion, and also Eva.ai. Great to have you here again. I've got an exciting, incredible show with an action-packed guest. Uh, Stephen Ogunro uh, o- o- is my guest from Crosswork. We've um, met each other a couple of times and, and uh, just incredible background. Uh, he's an investment banker. He's done mergers, acquisition, I mean, really around the uh, board. Um, CBS Money Watch is just on and on. He's actually got an incredible uh, CV. So London School of Economics, the here we are, and it's um, it's great to have you on board, Steve. So bring him on. Steve, good to see you. Gary, that's a great introduction. You know, the, <laughs> um, it's what's amazing is uh, I, th- I think our paths have sort of crossed paths over the years. You know, the, um, you know, you, you did click software, you know, I was an investment banker, uh, covering field services at the time, you know, uh, I'd actually kind of, I talked with, with the guys at click software, the, um, you know, I d- did quite a few interesting things in that space, you know, and then, um, you know, we, we've been on a few of these kind of shows together, right? So, um, so, so I'm glad that, that we're finally talking and uh, who better to talk to than the head of a company called Get Shit Done? You know, uh, <laughs> what can I say? It's not like you made it up. You know, they, everybody talks about it, Steve, but the re- yeah. the point yeah. is it's about execution. And and also, you know, as you know, intellectual capacity is evenly distributed around the world, but opportunities are. And our goal is really to bring those out. So it's with great um, honor, and uh, I'm humbled to have you on the show today. So tell me what it's like. So you're originally from Scotland, right? Um, Nigerian descent. You went to London School of Economics. So what's the journey like? And then you became an entrepreneur. I mean, you've done so many things. You know, uh, it's just it's you've got a wide, wide background from an advisor's merger and acquisition, working with the Japanese, working with General Dynamics, (laughs) you know, selling companies, chairman of board of companies, IBM board. Uh, member uh, consultation on IT security. I mean, just a really wide background. So, how, okay, how do you have such a wide background? It, and it, 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 it's a journey. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're on the right pony because something's moving in the right direction. It's incredible. You know, you know, sometimes it's a Dante's Inferno, Inferno's journey. You know, um, the but but it's you know I, I'm very lucky. You know the. Um, I, you know, I'm very thankful. You know, the, you know, the. Um, I, I think that um, obviously I have a very diverse background in many ways. You know, um, as you pointed out, I, I started off life in Scotland. You know, um, just imagine me a little kid with a Scottish accent, right? You know, um, and then, um, um, you know, you're, you're a great, great family. You know the. Um, you know, that dad's a doctor, you know, your mother is very religious, right? You know, so, um, um, you know, very, you know, we, we traveled quite a bit, you know, lived in different countries, you know, and, uh, um, you know, it just made me want to continue, right? So, you know, the, um, um, you know, I developed an interest in, um, 
uh, I developed an interest in, in, in investment banking, you know, quite by accident, to be frank. You know, the um, I didn't really have, I didn't start off life with any sort of high aspirations. I just wanted to live a very sort of simple uh, middle class, you know, lower middle class life, in fact, in, um, in the wait a minute, UK. Steve, Steve, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> country boy thing. You went to London School Economics for your bachelor's and master's degree, and I just wanted to have a normal life. Hello there. <laughs> What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> can't help it i'm competitive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know you were a professional tennis player and <laughs> okay i got it <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so I, I developed a love i developed a love for investment banking you know mm -hmm. the you know, i read all the popular books at the time um very competitive in london uh, so this is going back to sort of the early to mid 90s right it was a very competitive time in London to want to be in investment banking. The the big American banks, the Goldman's and the Morgan Stanley's, you know, you know, they, they'd accomplished a bit of a, a foothold, you know, in Europe, just given that kind of global advantage of power, you know, but but they still weren't fully entrenched, right? So, um, and everyone wanted to work for them, right? So the um, I, I was fortunate in that. Um, uh, and then, you know, you know, Morgan Stanley hired me initially, you know, and then um, then Goldman Sachs hired me after that. And, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, the rest is history, as they say. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, incredible. Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs. Kluge, what is that? Well, I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's Kluge affiliate. What, 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 it said private equity and M&A. What exactly, who's that? Yeah. So, so, so one of my partners here now, he, he worked full on for John Kluge. You know? I, so, so, so John Kluge was, was the, um, uh, the, 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 he was one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest man in, in America. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember, yeah. the, I remember the name, but I yeah. just, but was that in, was that in London or was that in the U S it was in in New York, you know. Oh, so, I got so he, he invested in the group, you know. The, the, we did some things together, and you know, the, yeah. So when did you make? When did you move from uh, the UK over? Was that with Goldman Sachs, Morgan, or or how, when did that happen? No, or, well, so so I, so I did a stint with Goldman in New York, went back to London, and mm -hmm. then but you know you know I love New York, you know, and I, and I wanted to come back. So, Sounds like a song, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I love New York. <laughs> you know, I was single at the time. I had a friend. You know, you know how that goes. Right? So, yeah, yeah. No, so, I know. so I, um, you know, the but I knew, you know, I knew that to do what I do, I needed to spend time in New York, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so um, um, so so I so I jumped on a plane. You know, came to New York. Um, a group, you know, you know, found a group that I liked, very sort of entrepreneurial finance. You know, um, there was a, a KKR partner, the former head of um, investment banking at Citibank, former head of, of investment banking at Payne Weber, head of Merrill, they banded together and said, hey, we're putting a group together and what we're going to do is we're going to buy companies, we're going to merge them together, take them public, you know. Are you interested? I said, uh, I'm in, you know, and the, um, you know, I was in my twenties, you know, <laughs> you know, the, you know, mid twenties. So I said, yeah, I'm in, you know, so, um, 
um, you know, you know, moved to New York, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, worked the deal life in New York, and you know, uh, um, one thing led to another. Now, are you in New York now, or are you in L.A.? Because it may, I, I, I I'm in, yeah, I'm in L.A. now. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've lived in different places since New York, but the, um, um, you know, I, I like the sun. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, so I, you know, I live in L.A. these days. So, what about so you you so install it right? So install it was acquired by Service Power. How did how did that happen? What was that like? I, you were at Kluge and you decided, well, to do this, or was that a separate trend? How did that happen? How did you get involved with that? Uh, so, so now at this point, so is it a so Kluge affiliate? So coming the Kluge yeah. investment, not, not Kluge. yeah. So the so what happened was, um, um, you know, I was I was living at, at that at that point in time. I was in Minneapolis for for, for, for a little while, right, and. Um, um, you know, I, I was I was I was focused on the field services space at that point. You know, um, the um, you know tech-enabled services, prime for growth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? And and I met this really interesting uh, young CEO who had built a business, but but had made a couple of key mistakes. You know, mm -hmm. and my first instinct was like, I want to help this guy. You know, mm -hmm. you, you know, you meet people in banking where you, um, you're, where it's not all about, um, um, it's not all about how successful necessarily that this current venture will be. You know, uh, yeah. sometimes it's just about the person. Like, this is a good person that you like. And so, my, my interesting thing was to help, but but he was pretty adamant that he sort of wanted out. So, um, so I put put a deal together um, where so. Uh, Acquired sort of a controlling interest in, in his technology. Uh, the um, I, I knew the space really well, so I knew that you know sooner or later, you know sooner or later someone's going to want this. And literally within a week, someone was knocking at my door. I want this, and so we said, okay, here's what you know, we'll, we'll sell you a significant stake. You know, um, you know we're, we're just finance guys. You know, we're not operators. You know, you, you go operate these assets, etc., and then. Um, you know, so so this guy, he, he you know came in, bought the assets, put a team together. Um, I, I was I was co-chairman at the um, you know you know build it up to a decent size. It was, it was a little bit too, it's a little, it was just just a touch ahead of its time. You mm -hmm. know um, the you know, but then Service Power, you know UK public company, approached us about acquiring it, and we you know we agreed and sold it. That's great. Well, that's, yeah. That's a great. Um, that's a. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Gary. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great story. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we talk about. I want to talk about SPACs, the pros and cons of SPACs, Steve. So we hear about SPACs, you know, all day long. I mean, they seem like incredible vehicles with the right kind of team, the right kind of technology. What are the What are the pros and cons of SPACs today? And what What do you see is going to happen over the next year, year and a half? Yeah, you know, you know, so 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 SPACs, a SPAC is it's just another way to go public, right? I mean mm -hmm. that that's kind of the, the short the short version of it, right? So so when you start when you think of pros and cons of SPACs, first of all, think of what are the pros and cons of public companies, right? You know, so the pros are you know you have some liquidity, uh, cash in your balance sheet, hopefully 
hopefully a lot of cash in your balance sheet. You know, you now have acquisition currency. Um, you have sort of a means of incentivizing your employees, etc. Credibility with customers. You know, so all of the traditional benefits of being public, right? And then, so what are the disadvantages of being public? It's just that the headache of of dealing with you know institutional <laughs> retail investors, yeah. investors of your yeah, say that or not, you know the um, the um, you know, your stock stock price fluctuations, um, all the regulatory issues, the expense mm -hmm. of being public, you know the you know you, you know ch ch having to change your mindset a little bit from long term to quarterly. You know, um, so so these are all so traditional disadvantages of being public, right? Now with SPACs, there's an additional layer on top of that, you know, and it really it comes down to a few things, right? So um, the structure of the SPAC really important, really critical. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there are a lot of bad SPACs out there. You know, uh, they're good ones too, but there are quite a lot of bad SPACs, and 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 we'll see that over time. And in fact, you're starting to see a lot of litigation now in the SPAC space, right? So in the Delaware courts and the New York courts, we're seeing litigation around um, uh, around disclosure, you know? Um, so the um, um, you know disclosure of, hey, I don't agree with this, this I don't agree with this company that you just acquired, you know, the, uh, well, I, I, let me sort of backtrack a little bit. For those that don't really know what a SPAC is, right? So SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company. You know, all that it really is is um, a, a, it's sometimes called a blank check company. Uh, it's a company that goes public with no operating, um, no operating sort of business. Uh, the, it's basically an acquisition company. Uh, the um, uh, the company typically has about two years to complete. Uh, an IPO or the or the the money return to the initial investors. Initial investors might be hedge funds, you know, a few other people that are sort of interested in SPACs, etc. You know, but so that's what a SPAC is. So you put the SPAC together. Um, how do you draw investors into it? You give them a, a sweet deal, and that sweet deal is typically a combination of shares and warrants, right? So what you'll find with the ones that aren't really good. Is that there's way too much warrant overhang, right? The mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now this is you know everything that I say is general, and there are exceptions, right? The mm -hmm. also I should say I'm not giving financial advice. You know this is you know. We need a disclaimer out there. We're not giving financial advice, people. <laughs> get yourself a lawyer. Get yourself accountants, finance pros, etc., to advise you. You know this is not financial advice, right? So. Um, you know, when you have um, when you have too much, it's called warrant overhang. Too many outstanding warrants as a percentage of your overall capitalization, you know, it puts downward pressure in your stock price. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's very painful. A lot of large institutional investors will not invest with you, uh, either strategically or they're actually not allowed to. You know, um, the um, it's just very painful. So mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of spacs have done that bad move. You know. Um, the um, now we're seeing that a lot of we're seeing sort of smart acquisitions where the acquisition is so big, you know that that overhang just goes away, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you know there's uh, a financing, uh, so it's, uh, there's a financing time with the closing of the acquisition 
those things, you know, those things work as well, right? So, um, so I'll tell you one that I have my fingers crossed for is Grab, you know, the, um, you know, the Singaporean, you know, company, right? Mm -hmm. that, that, that may be the biggest SPAC of all time. You know, if I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think it's about a $40 billion uh, potential SPAC. 40 you know, billion? 40 billion, you know, and the, um, with a lovely juicy, a pipe from BlackRock, you know, so uh, a, a pipe. I think like a bone steak, Steve. I'm <laughs> <still> hungry. <laughs> <laughs> this was like porn. It's lunchtime. <laughs> no, that's great, man. You know how to describe, you know, you turn words into pictures. <laughs> Keep going. What about the vegetables? <laughs> I'm all ears now. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so what a pipe is is a is a, um, a private investment in a public company. So mm -hmm. it's just it's an investor that comes and says I'm going to write you a big, big juicy check for some for you know with a lot of cash, right? You know. Mm -hmm. So, so very important for a lot of spacs because it, it's tough for a lot of spacs to go back to the capital markets because mm -hmm. of the or at least in the in the in the near term just because of the complexity of the offering uh, mm -hmm. and the fact that um, that they really have to kind of show success, you know, to attract a broader group of investors, right? And that often takes a little bit of time, you know, but the, um, but I have my fingers crossed for grab, you know, the SPACs as a tool would be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it would be evidence of the, of the, of the evolution, you know, of our capital markets you know, the ability to go public quickly, uh, the ability for public investors to share in some of the growth and benefits of venture opportunities mm -hmm. uh, would be, you know, just phenomenal. It would be absolutely, would be excellent, right? So um, so I hope that it's successful, you know, uh, and I hope that, um, that, that people pay attention to, um, uh, to, uh, to, to, you know, to structuring SPACs properly so they don't screw things up for the rest of us, right? You know, um, the um, who, who, I think you know this already, but I, you know, but I published a paper, you know, on um, on things to consider when investing in SPACs, and that, and also issuing SPACs, right? You know, but also not just the pro, not just the the cons, you know, the things we're concerned about, but solutions as well. So mm -hmm. if you've made mistakes, how to to the extent that you can, how to address and correct them. You know, um, so that um, so that so that we're all happy. No, I got it. And when you look at a SPAC, so it's a public company without any company inside of it. How important is the management team, the team of or the folks that are uh, you know critical. part? Of yeah, absolutely critical. You know, the um, you know you really need. There has to be so much trust. You know, um, and then the investors want to know that. Look. You have a track record of doing this, you know, or you have such an um, such an enormous strategic position, you know, that you can find a that's worthwhile. You know, you can find a company, you know, that will scale significantly, right? Mm -hmm. So the the trust factor is very important. So if you look at some of the most active guys, you have um, Gore's Group, you know, the CEO that they're very active. But they've mm -hmm. been doing successful acquisitions for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And you have social capital, 
you know, there again, you're talking about people that are kind of you know, really well positioned mm -hmm. uh, in the deal space. So, so having credibility um, as um, you know, as an acquirer that can go and position yourself with the most attractive companies that will, um, you know, that will deliver you quote unquote exponential growth and everyone's going to be happy, etc. You know, um, you know, you as an investor, you need. Um, you need a you need a strong uh, acquisition team. Oh, that's great! And so, strong acquisition. What areas? If you look at what type of technologies, let's talk about tech companies. What kind of companies are are interesting from us back from your perspective, Steve? What kind of companies would you say? Listen, this these are some of the technologies that would be uh, interesting. What what do you see if you say the top three? What's interesting today? That's yeah. maybe not tapped, but could be tapped. Yeah, I, I'm going to answer the question slightly facetiously. You know, mm -hmm. the um, the top one, number one, growth. Number two, growth. Number three, growth. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's it comes down to growth. You know, uh, the um, now um, my advice is, uh, and this is this is sort of a hard balance, growth and cash flow. That's mm -hmm. what my advice is. You know, yeah. uh, the um, if the sums strategic rationale for going public but you can you you generate a lot of cash flow you know and those you know you know not very common you know but if you if you do that you know you're you know I, you know and of and of course the spec structure properly etc cetera, etc cetera, you know um you know you're good another thing is this now if you think about how a spec is formed typically you're not having you know, like a global IPO, you know, like a Saudi Aramco, like global roadshow, um, roadshows in New York, um, Amsterdam, London, uh, Tokyo. Th that's not a SPAC, right? Mm -hmm. You know, with SPAC, you're going to a smaller uh, group of investors, you know, who have this sort of strategic interest, right? Mm -hmm. um, but when you're public, it's much better as a public company to have broad, wide distribution so that your shares are fungible to some extent, mm -hmm. you know, um, with cash, right? You know, mm -hmm. you perfect information, perfect market liquidity, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You need a large shareholder base, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so what that means is that if, if as a SPAC, you can find a name like Virgin Galactic, everyone knows who Virgin is, right? You know, um, you know, you have, you know, there's, you know, you know that that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing at all, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, the uh, so Grab, you know, well known to um, uh, well known to your sort of marketplace, sort of your style investors, obviously um, uh, not known all over Asia. You know, so the so it, it, you'll have the interest of both Asian investors and U.S. investors as well, mm -hmm. right? You know? So. Um, so popularity is not a bad thing at all when it comes to to the SPAC business to help you build out your shareholder base because you will, uh, you know, to have a strong uh, a strong share price. Got it. So name brand recognition that helps. Very helpful. I just say many companies don't have it, but if you do yeah. have it, you know that that helps a lot. No, that's great. That's great advice. I know when we did click software the original name of the company was called iet intelligent electronics and um 
come I came up with the name of uh, click service and then click software and it was amazing how that changed things that simple change people said oh I've heard of click software it's impossible <laughs> <laughs> they, they heard they heard of software but you know and then we came up with the family of product click flick click fix click plan click analyze click schedule I mean this is like keep it simple stupid you know I'm a farm boy from a, yeah. the, the mountains of Pennsylvania it's like you know black and white has horns is probably a cow right it's but yeah you know you're right and and with the digital transformation upon us having that visibility and credibility on the internet so people can read about some of the things because you can't, as you said, it's really tough to travel, to go to Glasgow, to go to London, to go to uh, Beijing or Hong Kong, to be able today with the restrictions with COVID, it's not so easy. So it's really important. I agree with you hundred percent and, and visibility is key. What, so what do you think in terms of, so, and having gone through an IPO on NASDAQ with click software, it is not easy. I mean, when we did that, it was not easy. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, you know, SPACs like a, a little bit shorter and quite frankly, you get some of the same kind of benefits. It's really interesting to be able to do those things in a really a sh shorter period of time. What do you think is going to happen a year and a half, two years from now? What's your projection in terms of uh, SPACs and the environment? Let's assume that everything's right, that we have some good quality SPACs coming out. What does it look like? Are we going to do more of them in two years? Is it going to uh, slow down? What do you think? I, I think we're going to get to a point where it sort of where it stabilizes. You mm -hmm. know, um, I think I think it's, it's, we're going to get to a point where it stabilizes and then just takes off and grows, right? Mm -hmm. the, um, you're, we're in. You know, I view this, um, and some some will disagree, but I view this as sort of the the secondish wave of SPACs, right? Which means that the first wave had, you know, you, you know, you, you had a lot of pig and a little lipstick, right? You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, I'll tell you those words and pictures. Yeah, I grew up on a farm. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, lipstick makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah. That's <laughs> so now, yeah, so now we're in this current wave where you know there's been there's been improvement. That, without mm -hmm. a doubt, there's been improvement, which is why we've seen kind of the, the volume take off. Mm -hmm. What we're going to see now is we're going to see the litigation, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to see all the litigation. We're going to see in New York, New York and Delaware are going to be filled with litigation. Oh, you never disclosed this to me about the acquisition target. Oh, you never disclosed this to me about the shares and the options and the units. Oh, you never disclosed to me properly that this other shareholder who you told me was in owns a completely different class of securities for me. You know, the, why is he doing well? And I'm getting, I'm getting shafted, right? You know, yeah, yeah, so, sure. you know <laughs> so, uh, I, I was reading your list there for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I agree it's going to be, and it's, so it's really important, you know, whenever you have a new market like this, that and again, it's been done for a long time. These blank check companies, but really, you need to have an experienced team in order to put it together. That's been down the you know, been down this uh, uh, road before and understands how to do it and understands how to do it the right way. Because if you don't do it the right way, there's always even with an IPO, right? There's there's a, a traditional IPO. There's always challenges. So you know, having those in place, you know, it's uh, I've seen it. Whenever you have a new market, you have 
you know, there's kind of like cowboy times and then everything starts to settle back into the, the uh, rules and regulations. Exactly. So, so I think once there's sort of a body, you know, once there's a body of case law out there that, um, that, you know, your, that your SPAC attorneys can refer to, you know, then we'll start seeing sort of more stabilized structure. And once you have that stabilized structure, you'll have scale, right? You know, mm -hmm. so, so we've just got to flush things out a little bit, you know, um, you know, the, a lot of trial, as the litigation attorneys, you know, you know, they're going to get very wealthy as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, the, but, but once we get through that, then, then we'll have stable product and it'll be to the benefit of, it'll be to everyone's benefit. No, it's great. Steve, we're coming up to the top of the hour and um, I just want to say, I really appreciate your time. So closing, closing thoughts in terms of where we are, we see a lot of crypto uh, activity right now. Coinbase yesterday, yeah. we see, you know, Bitcoin, I don't know what it is now, but it's, um, it's uh, 62, 63, 64, Ethereum's up. What? So, you know, looking over the next six months, what do you see in terms of, uh, you know, the appetite, the public appetite for companies and, uh, you know, tech companies in general growing over that period of time? What's your what's your vision of what's going to happen? Well, well, that appetite is only going to go up, right? You know, mm -hmm. um, the... I think that the SEC has done a good job, you know, in the last, you know, over the last decade, in terms of relaxing regulations a little bit, letting people breathe a little bit, you know, and letting, um, you know, letting um, relatively unsophisticated investors um, access uh, opportunities, still with some big brother supervision, you know, um, but 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 that's helping a lot, right? And all, and what's also helping is the is this sort of decentralization of capital markets, you know, the, um, you, you know, I, I think things like Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, the, the crypto um, has allowed people to just to go out and take risks without having big brother over their shoulders. Right. The, and you're seeing, you're seeing this sort of this, this sort of secondary tertiary de development on top of that layer. So, so we're now seeing what's happening in the NFT space, right. Mm -hmm. These non-fungible tokens, you know, mm -hmm. that's you know, you know, these are um, sort of built on blockchain. You're, you know, similar in some respects to cryptocurrency. That market's taking off. Mm -hmm. you know, um, so additional um, additional markets will take off. You know, over um, you know, you know, in the you know, in the crypto space, but obviously also in many other uh, segments too. AI, we're really excited about. You know, know that you're. You're you're one of the of kind of the leading the leading figures in the world of AI gay. I don't know if I'm the leading figure, but I'm, <laughs> you're one of them. <laughs> I can't nearly pay that market needs you. like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you. I'm humble. That he has. I'm yeah. humble. But but we see one of the things that that we're really excited about in that world is GPT three. So um so OpenAI's uh, implementation, right, of the world's largest um, uh, kind of machine learning platform, you know, mm -hmm. built using natural language, autoregressive natural language processing. So I'm trying to sound smart, you know. The, uh, <laughs> <a> great job. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> but but what they've done with that is is really is magical. You know, the um, we will see. Um, AI will change technology uh, and change your ability to compete in technology.
energy. So the same way that the internet, so this is my prediction. You know, so the internet changed the brick and mortar world for good. You know, it decimated many companies. You know, remember how when you wanted to buy a plane ticket, you'd walk into a travel agency. You know, um, you know, you know. Yeah, I yeah, beg you. The two-week endeavor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know. I can't get out. We're really busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> the tickets are like three times the cost, but I don't know. We can't get a better seat. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, so so the internet changed the world. Mm -hmm. AI is going to do to internet companies that don't stay ahead of the curve what the internet did to brick and mortar. Right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple. You know, the I will not buy from you unless you can make unless you're making me more intelligent than I am. You know, you want me to buy your marketing software? You know. Do, the, do all the intelligence work for me, then I'll buy your software. You mm -hmm. know, want me to buy your computer? Do some intelligence work for me, then I'll buy your computer. You know, mm -hmm. the, and the, uh, the competitive advantage scope is so broad and mm -hmm. so powerful that mm -hmm. if as an internet, if as, a, if as any company, you're not, you haven't fully embraced AI and machine learning and data science, um, you're a dinosaur. You're a walking dinosaur. No, I agree. And, you know, we we talk about, you know, I, I wrote a paper on GPT-3 a few months ago. But I really, you know, what, what I see is really going from smart to intelligent assistant. Think about it, Steve. The amount of data that you and I, that in the world today is about 40 zettabytes. If you took CDs and stacked them one on top of another, we'll go 29 times between the Earth and the moon. Grown around 68% per year. So we're in a state, as Toffler said, infobesity, right? We are truly inundated. And think about it here, you know, really smart guy, London School of Economics, you know, uh, but I've talked to PhDs from Stanford and Harvard and Princeton, same challenge. How many times every week does somebody say to you, uh, I sent you a uh, message, did you get it? Where did you send it? Well, I sent it three days ago and I sent it to your uh, uh, Gmail account. You yeah. said, can you send it again? I can't find it. How many times does it happen? Yeah. Right? And yeah. think about it. In your own personal cloud, and on uh, uh, my part with this, there are about 300,000 items. The entire web in 1996 was 257,000 websites. Your personal cloud has more than the entire number of webs in 96 and is doubling every year. In five years, it'll be 10 million. How in the world are you going to be able to find things? So unless we have intelligent assistance, not smart but intelligent assistant, kind of like a guardian angel, right? To be able to curate the data around you to make sense of it. We're going to be, as you said, dinosaurs. So it's critically important. And the other thing, Steve, you know, we spent a lot of time going around the world looking at companies. We really need to democratize opportunities for folks because we need to spread it out. The Zoom has done a great job of being able to have access, but we got to do it more. More people have jobs. More companies are being built in all kinds of places, Nigeria, South Africa, Zambia, Ghana, Kenya, all over the world, Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, wherever there are opportunities. And we need to work together to make this world a little bit better place. And and I, I got to say thank you. How can people reach you? So what's the best way to get a hold of you? LinkedIn, Twitter? So the be be best way to reach me is, you know, I'm going to get I'm going to give away my age is via email. Okay, okay. And then no one's, you know, everyone's sort of using all these third party apps. Huh? 
at least say we're gonna have like uh, you know a beeper. Yeah. <laughs> email will be I'll like the old fashioned way. <laughs> so so it's it's it's, it's at crosswork.us. So uh -huh. pretty simple. Steve O at crosswork.us. Steve in the letter O at crosswork. C R O S S W O R K dot U S. That, that, that's the best way to reach me. That's nah, great. See, but I want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be able to come on my show today. I want to thank my buddy for uh, joining us today. We'll be get back again next Tuesday for another edition of GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. Have a great day. Stay safe, stay happy, and go get them. Thank you very much. Thank you, and talk to you soon, Steve. Cheers, Gary.